Hey everyone, live from New York City, I'm Jay Dombeck and this is Sports In Depth. What's up big timers, JD here. Another week in the studio, let's go. We just wrapped up a Monday night game for the books. A windy one in Buffalo. Weather conditions unbelievable, but the New England Patriots go into Buffalo. Orchard Park, a tough place to win, a tough place to play, and they pull it out 14 to 10. The big story with New England guys is this is their seventh straight win. And more importantly, they win the game because of their defense. And I think that's a huge thing. Big time credit to Bill Belichick, we already know that. But how about this interesting stat line, folks? Mac Jones, two for three with 19 yards passing. Unbelievable. New England really held their running backs accountable here today, especially Damian Harris, 10 carries for 111 yards and a score. Just big time. I thought Buffalo played okay. The difference is, it's funny, guys. Buffalo had Josh Allen throw it 30 times. New England had Mac Jones throw it three times. Different dynamic, different styles of how they called the game. Um, I thought it was a really interesting one. It started off with a New England big-time run, 64-yard run by Harris. They got the two-point conversion, the wind, the weather, the snow was too tough to kick that extra point. So Bill Belichick decided to go for two, and they got it. A lot to be said about how they coached here tonight with Josh McDaniels, Little Belichick, and Big Belichick. And I loved this in particular. Because it's not that New England doesn't have faith in Mac Jones. He's the franchise guy. They love him. But they coached this particular football game. That is what Bill Belichick is better at than anyone else. He's going to go out there and do what he thinks is best to win the game. And I may repeat that. He thought the run game would be effective in the cold. Passing the football tonight, we saw... You know, Josh Allen was throwing it all over the yard. He didn't want to see Mac Jones try to do that too much. You know, wind had the ball all over the place, as I was just mentioning, and I thought it was brilliant, just brilliant. I mean, sometimes you think you're going to run the ball because you don't trust your quarterback. No, no, folks, that's not the case. Bill Belichick looks at each game and how to win that particular game. That's what makes him the goat of all coaches. It's not him, you know, forcing things, saying, I'm going to put the ball in Mac's hands when the weather's not on our side, when we're on the road, when we know that Mac is a rookie on primetime television in Buffalo, one of the toughest football environments there is. A lot to be said about the coaching staff. And we know the goal for New England, folks, was to get to the postseason. As of now, they are the number one seed in the AFC. They stand alone at 9-4. and four, And credit goes out to the coaching staff as much or more than the players. And I really repeat that. I was not impressed going back to Thursday night, what we watched there. Not impressed with the Cowboys. They beat a very mediocre, if you ask me, the Saints are not good at all. 
only beat him by 10 when Taysom Hill threw four picks. Taysom Hill is not a starting quarterback in the National Football League, and I will repeat that. I hope Sean Payton hears that more than anyone else. He's a great runner. He's good to bring in on third down for a QB draw. He's not accurate. He was 19 for 41 in the ball game with 264 yards, way more picks than TDs, a ratio of 4 to 2 when it came to interceptions, two touchdowns. My one thing about Dak Prescott and why the Cowboys, they scared people at first, now they're showing their true signs, as Stephen A. Smith was saying to Michael Irvin when they were going back and forth on first take. I actually agreed with Stephen A. The Cowboys are no longer scary, folks. Uh, they were very inaccurate in the passing game. I thought the run game was only so-so. They relied on the Saints turning the football over so many times for them to win the game. You cannot do that against strong opponents. You could do it against teams like the Saints teams of that nature, but you can't do that when you play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers of the world. You know, when you play these top seeds like the Bucks, like the Green Bay Packers, the Arizona Cardinals, the LA Rams, you can't rely on those guys to make mistakes in order for you to win. And that's what they did here on Thursday. You know, I'm not counting the Cowboys out of the championship race. I'm just saying they got to play better as a collective group to take that next step in the football world. Transitioning over, I thought it was another big time win for Tom Brady. He threw four TD passes. He was 38 for 51 with 368 yards. The man is 44 and he's in the MVP race. Just phenomenal, folks. I mean, I brag about Tom Brady on this podcast, but I mean, if you're a hater of Tom Brady, you are simply jealous. I agree with LeBron James's tweet. He said, I could watch Tom Brady run an offense for the rest of time. I mean, Tom Brady is just phenomenal. We know he's on a well-rounded Buccaneer team that can go the distance once again. If Tom Brady gets his eighth, I know the world's going to go bananas. But I'm really impressed. Yes, the Atlanta Falcons simply cannot get it done against Tampa Bay and Matt Ryan. You know, Tom Brady is just the devil on his shoulder. We know that, you know, his inability to win games against Brady in New England, in Tampa, it don't matter where Brady is, he'll beat Matty Ice. And a little disheartening for Matty Ice, but he's got to know a lot of people can't beat the GOAT. And he happens to be in that category. Advancing over, I thought the charger bangle game would be closer than this. If you ask me, I probably would have picked the Cincinnati Bengals to win this game if I was in on the action. But I must say to you guys, the LA Chargers came out throwing the football. We know they rely on Justin Herbert's arm. We all know that. Herbert threw the ball 35 times in the ball game, 317 yards passing, folks, three TDs. Joe Burrow, two INTs, but I was talking about this with my Uncle Paul, and we see eye to eye on this. Joe Burrow doesn't have enough time in the pocket. Cincinnati's O-line is simply not all that, and Joe Burrow's getting hit a whole lot. And if they want to tighten up, I do have the Cincinnati Bengals making the postseason. But if they want to make a legit postseason push, they have to protect Joe Burrow and give him time to throw the football down the field. If not, 
it's going to be an early exit. So a little bit on that game. The world saw it. The football world thought it'd be closer than that, but the Chargers showed what they were truly made of on Sunday afternoon. Transitioning over, shout out the Detroit Lions. Congratulations. The Lions got their first win of this season on Sunday. And shout out Jared Goff winning in walk-off fashion. I'm just really happy for him. Goff dropped back and he found St. Brown in the end zone. Time expiring and just a big time win against a solid football team with the Minnesota Vikings, although their secondary is not solid, folks. I will repeat that. They have to get better on a defensive side of the football. If you ask me, Kirk Cousins played pretty well. He was 30 for 40 with 340 yards passing with two TDs, folks. You know, Kirk Cousins is the real deal. He is big time. Yes, he hasn't showed it on primetime television or in the postseason, but he fills up the stat sheet, kind of like my boy Phillip Rivers did when Phillip played. So uh, a little bit about that particular ball game. I'm happy for Coach Campbell. I'm happy for Jared Goff. It's been a long year. It's been a devastating year with how, you know, they started out. 0-10-1 before getting their first W. Just a lot to be said there with what Detroit's been going through, but I'm happy for the city of Detroit. I'm happy for the Lions and uh, Jared Goff. You know, after being sent from LA to Detroit, you're like, ah, I go from a winning franchise to a losing one. But he's been standing tall. He's been believing in his teammates. He hasn't given up on anyone, showing a lot about Jared Goff as a leader, and I'm very, very impressed with that young man. How about this, folks? America's Game of the Week, the top-voted game by the fans. Steelers-Ravens, we know that division rivalry has been at an all-time high for so many years, but how about the Pittsburgh Steelers squeaking this one out 20-19 to in a low-scoring affair? Yes, John Harbaugh rolled the dice late. I'm not sure I would have done so. You tie the game, you go to OT with him going for two there. I always say you go for two and for the win if you think you're going to lose the game in OT. You are the better football team, you know, player for player, stat for stat. If you line up the Ravens with the Steelers, it's not even close in my opinion. But the Steelers got it done at home. I think you take this to OT and let Action Jackson run around the football field and get it done. Um, I thought a coaching, you know, that's a coaching issue late in that ball game. Uh, it was good to see Pittsburgh win, and Big Ben had a good game. I was very happy for him. You know, I've been trolling him on this podcast, and every podcast I'm listening to is telling Ben to hang it up. But how about on Sunday, guys? 21 for 31, passing with 236 yards and two TDs. That's what you want out of your quarterback. I was impressed with Ben on Sunday. I really was. I'm happy for Pittsburgh being 6-5-1. Still in the playoff picture. We'll see if they get in. But as of now, right there on the cusp. Yes, I thought Lamar can play a little bit more mistake-free football. You know, he had an INT in this game. He threw four last week. If he can get a little better in the passing game... He'll be just fine. But if he keeps chipping away and winning games or losing close games because of his inability to pass late in football games accurately, that's going to be a problem. 
So that's a little bit on the football segment. I had a wonderful weekend. I had a wonderful Monday before I was in the studio. I got to debut my softball season with uh, my buddy Aaron Allen. You know, it's uh, it's going to be a big time season. And tonight was night one. Step in the right direction for our softball squad. Little bit there. I wanted to shout out everyone to watch Man in the Arena uh, with Tom Brady on ESPN+. Plus. Just phenomenal. I think it's great television for him to show us what it takes to win, what it takes to lose, how to conduct yourself on and off the football field, believing in your teammates. It's must-see TV, folks, and everyone tune into that. Lastly, shout out everyone, each and every one I know. It's the holiday season. Show love to your fam and friends around you. Uh, be the best person you can be. I know I'm trying to be each and every day. So uh, let's get it done this holiday season. Love y'all. Love the fans. Love the feedback I've been getting. Everyone stay in touch on Twitter. Insta DMs. Do what you got to do because JD will show you love in return. God bless. J.D. out.